Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire, back to Lafleur. The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> there is a ball. Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est bon. Ce sera la victoire des Canadiens. pour les Canadiens. Le troisième de l'histoire. You found the dogs. John, you found the dogs. He found the dogs! And all together, they worked the young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup! Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground. Your premier gaming destination. It's gonna be sick. Marinero, the sick podcast on this Tuesday, August 1st. It is two minutes past 10 p.m. How is everyone doing tonight? Nice to see you all, even though I can't see you. But I know that you're watching on YouTube Live, on Twitter Live, and on Facebook Live. It is the sick podcast. I am Marinero, and it's brought to you in part by Playground. Your premier gaming destination open 24-7. Drinks are always free while you play. Over 600 machines, poker tournaments, cash games, daily promotions, free valet, and unmatched customer service. Why go anywhere else located just over the Mercier Bridge? Only minutes from downtown Montreal at his playground. You know that pretty much the entire city has been camped out at playground for a couple of months now because the bad beat jackpot is over $2.5 million. If you're a poker player, you know what a bad beat is. A bad beat basically is getting beat with four of a kind. And the way it works is they start off with aces. And the way you're going to get beat, obviously, is with a straight or a royal flush. And then about a month later, if you don't get beat bad with the four aces, then it goes down to four kings. And a month later, if you don't get beat, it goes down to four queens. And then a month later, if you don't get beat, it goes down to four jacks. And then a month later, if you don't get beat, it goes down to four tens. And we're at four eights right now. So the way you can get beat on a bad beat with four eights is you can get beat by four nines, four tens, four jacks, four queens, four kings, or four aces, or a straight or a royal flush. If you happen to be one of the poker players and you have four eights and you get beat in the bad beat, well, you're going to take home about a million dollars. And if you're the player who is going to beat the player that has the four eights, you're going to take home uh, close to half a million dollars. And if you're playing at that table where someone bad beats someone else, you're going to take home over $70,000. And if you're playing in the playground at that time, in any one of the tables, if you're registered, even if you're at, in the bathroom, you're going to win money. And so uh, pretty much half the city's there, camped out morning and night. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, also brought to you in part by La Bête TB. 
distributed by the Geloso Group, a winner of a dozen international awards. Labitta TV offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. Labitta TV, embrace your true nature. And I send a shout-out to Aldo Geloso. I send a shout-out to Ted Farache. And I send a shout-out to Fred Sartor, my friends, uh, among those who are there. And there are even more than that. Speaking of which, my friends at Energy Transportation Group, Mike Cinquino, Sean Gerard, David Grassi, just to name a few. Energy Transportation Group, recently named by Deloitte and CIBC as one of Canada's best managed companies. The country's leading business award, recognizing innovative and world-class companies. The best managed Canadian companies designation fuels energy's purpose of creating progress for their customers, their employees, and their communities. Join a winning team and check out Energy's career page for available opportunities. As a matter of fact, a friend of mine spotted um, a big energy truck earlier today, took a picture and sent it to me. Uh, it was pretty cool. Speaking of pretty cool, you know what else is pretty cool? Is the Living Sisu Hockey League. I told you I was invited there last week. Uh, Living Sisu, of course, whose owners are Zach Fucali, former Montreal Canadian second round pick, and just coming off a Calder Cup winning uh, Hershey Bears team, as well as his friends Oliver and Alex. So you can buy tickets off the Living Sisu app for $10. And proceeds go to prank, uh, Pancreatic uh, Cancer Canada. And uh, it's basically three-on-three hockey. Three-on-three hockey with many NHLers playing. And why don't we bring up the lineups of players who are playing? Now, keep in mind that when I went last week, Raphael R.V. Pinard was there of the Montreal Canadiens. Caden Gooley was there of the Montreal Canadiens. And Nick Suzuki was there of the Montreal Canadiens. Tonight, only one Montreal Canadian player was there, and I'll get to it in a second. The lineups, as you see, for Team Cristalin, David Perron, Samuel Bolduc, Raphael Lavoie, Simon Benoit, David Perron, Julien Gauthier, Daniel Sprong, and Louis Domingue. Um, the other team had Pierre-Olivier Joseph, Mathieu Joseph, Hendrix Lapierre, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Samuel Poulain, Nicolas Baudin, Alex Newhook, and uh, Devin Levi. And of course, um, Hendrix Lapierre is the player that many people or here in Quebec thought the Canadians should have drafted the year they drafted Caden Gooley. And um, Gooley went 18th, I believe. And uh, Hendrix Lapierre went a couple of picks after that um, to the Washington Capitals. Uh, I mentioned Montreal Canadiens. You should note that Nicolas Baudin of the Laval Rocket, of course, once again, it was one of those players. Uh, another lineup, there was another game. There were two games. There was one game that started around 5.15 p.m. Another game started around uh, 6.30 p.m., 6.35 p.m. Anthony Beauvillier, who, by the way, is a terrific player in three-on-three hockey. Nicolas Aubé-Coubel, Samuel Blais, Anthony Manta, Maxime Contois, Jonathan Aspiro, uh, uh, Nicolas Brouillard, and Frankie Le Pen as your goalie. The other team, Alexandre Carrier, Jonathan Drouin, Vincent Dernay, Nicolas Delaurier, Xavier Borgo. B.O. Gru, Jeff Yell, and Alex Dubo. All right, and uh, there you have it. And so I was there, I, and, and a bunch of people were there. It was like pretty much standing room only. It was packed. 
packed. Everyone with a smile on their face. It's good hockey. It's fun. It's kind of like, uh, it reminds me kind of like basketball because, of course, smaller ice surface. It's kind of like a basketball game where it's basically offense one end, offense the other end. Offense one end, offense the other end. It's pretty cool. With one pass, all of a sudden you're out of the zone. You created a scoring chance. It wasn't the only one there. I picked up the phone. I called Shane Gaumont. Uh, a um, new addition, uh, recently acquired. Um, let's call him a free agent with the Sick Podcast. And I said, Shane, uh, meet me at Hockey, etc. We're going to go watch the LSHL. Let's bring him on. For the first oh, time hello. with me together, huh? What's going on? Yes, sir. How are your feet, Tony? Are there, uh, did they unthaw yet? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my feet were uh, very, very cold. Very cold. It was uh, nice and cold in the arena, the way it should be, obviously. But my, my feet got pretty cold. And uh, at one point, I said, well, I can't take this anymore. But uh, Shane, I, I got yeah. you on tonight. Uh, this is your initiation, okay? You're here for the first time ever. Uh, no pressure. Uh, in the next 60 seconds, uh, basically explain the left-wing lock. Excuse me? <laughs> oh, tip, finish your sip, finish your sip. Look at this beautiful. No, no, explain, uh, explain the left wing lock, and then um, we'll talk about ways that we can counter it. <laughs> Anyways, my feet were also pretty cold, <laughs> but it was, it, it really was a good time, though. Like, like you said, Tony, like I talked to, um, to uh, the, the organized organizing committee whatever uh the people in, in charge of this event well the and, owners and the, the owners are zach zach, zach oliver and yeah. alex yeah and and like i told them how how awesome it was like i'd never been yeah. before the only issue was it really is parking like i had to park on the street and and some bozo parked behind me with like this much space between our cars so if you're listening to this and you parked behind a white elantra i don't like you but i didn't yeah. manage to get out so you uh, did get all up. good. No, no, no foul. No foul. This is why everywhere I go, pretty much nowadays, I go with the Vespa, Shane, with the Vespa. Oh, I, I live an hour away. Up? I can't do you can pick up, you <laughs> can pick up at XL Moto 5480 Pare. Call Vito Di Cosola uh, or Ali Hussein, and they will take care of you because in the last five years, they're the number one dealership in North America for uh sales of piaggio scooters talking about piaggios vespas and aprilias of course it's a beautiful thing i am for one in part of the vesperonis group which has about nine or ten members and on saturdays or sundays weather permitting whichever one has the nicer weather we go uh we meet at around 10 o'clock in the after in the morning and uh, we usually get back home at around three o'clock in the afternoon we ride for about an hour and a half and uh, we stick around uh, together and mingle for about uh, three and a half hours. It's a beautiful thing. So the next, get yourself a Vespa, Shane. But then again, you live, how, how far away do you live, you said? About an hour. I live in Lake an Lico. hour away. If anybody knows where that is, shout out to you because not many people do. Uh, I don't know I where Lake Coteau is, uh, but I, I know uh, Coteau du Lac. Oh, it's right next to it. Neighbors. Is, is that right? Yeah. So there's uh, three different Coteaux. There's there's Le Coteau, Coteau du Lac, and Coteau Landing. I'm in Le Coteau. Oh, uh, okay. I got it. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> I got it. Uh, all right. Okay. Uh, nice watching the, the pod when the cams are not moving all over the place. All right. 
Is my camera still moving all over the place, by the way, or have we fixed that by now? You're good. Uh, we're good? Okay, very good. I'm happy to hear it because my camera moves every now and then. Uh, a neighbor got a sidecar on their Vespa. You envious Tony. No, I'm not. What? Les Coteaux. Je vis à Coteaux du Lac, moi. This coming in from Matt Bellchamber. Yes. Matt Bellchamber. <laughs> Tony, uh, you will go in the Little Italy this weekend. Ital Fest. Uh, will I go to Little Italy this weekend? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to go a little, uh, probably, probably on, uh, probably on Sunday. Yes, maybe, maybe on Sunday. Let me see. Hold on a second. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll be in little Italy this weekend. Yeah. hundred percent. We're going for a drive for a ride this weekend. Uh, others coming in. Um, Tony, you need a spritz. This coming in from sensible fury. Okay. Glory. We actually have, when we talk about breaking news, we have, I think we have some pretty exclusive video coverage tonight. All right. Tonight's going to be a good one. Justin says, talk about New Hook. Folks, you got it. are you ready? So, what we did, uh, Shane and I, I told Shane, I said, Shane, you stand at one end of the rink. I'm going to stand. At another end of the rink. Uh, and um, you focus on Alex Newhook as much as you can. And I will focus on Alex Newhook as much as I can. Now, do we have a picture of Alex Newhook by any chance? Do we have that? We probably do not have I think it's a picture only video. of Alex Nook. We only have the video. Okay, let me see. No, we don't have the picture just yet. Okay, hold on a second. This is what we're going to do. We're going to get creative here, okay? Sometimes you need to get creative, okay? This is what we're going to do. You took some nice pictures. Yeah. Him coming, out the, him coming out the locker room was nice. Big smile on his face. Okay, are you ready? I got a good picture here. I got a good picture. All right. Money. There you smile. have it. Nice smile, yeah. huh? Yeah. That's the way you can upload a picture. That, so, okay. <laughs> but I, I, I'll tell you what we do have, okay? We have some Alex Newhook shifts. So, you know what? I think we got four shifts. And then we even have something that you're going to like to see. Let's go with one shift right now. There he is, number 14 in black. Goes to the net, stick down, jumps on a loose puck, uses the boards, protects the puck pretty well, goes back to the point, goes to the front of the net, tries to deflect. It's important that I talk here because I have to keep in mind that not everyone is watching the video and tomorrow people will probably be listening on Google, Apple, or Spotify. Mm. He's a player that uh, he's got good hands. He's a good skater. Yeah. Um, he's, um, I, I would say that 
you know, he doesn't have the best shot. He's not the strongest player. He's not the thickest player. Um, but he's a very smooth skater. He's got soft hands. Mm-hmm. And he's got hockey sense. The hockey sense, I think, and his skating ability are, you know, his two main attributes. There you have yeah. it. He goes to the bench. That's one shift. Let's have another one now. Here you go. He goes to the net there. He's got a good scoring chance. He takes a quick shot. It stopped. Goes back in the slot area. Gets a pass. Jumps on a loose puck. Loses it there. Gets back. He's scanning the ice right now. So, all right. You know what? Let me uh, sit up on the right side here. Let me make sure I know exactly where my man is so my man doesn't break away. Takes a look. Here we go. Goes behind the net. Picks up his speed a little bit. By the way, this is tiring stuff. eh? This is tiring stuff. When you play like these, uh, I don't know, 30, 35, 40 second shifts of three on three, and it's up and down, up and down, up and down. That's it. It's always moving. Tries the one-touch pass right there. Was the only player who's going to play on the Montreal Canadiens team to start the season that was in the game tonight. You know why Suzuki wasn't there tonight? (laughs) He's on vacation. Yeah. He's in he's, saw in, that? he's on the beach. Yeah, yeah, he definitely is. All right, here's another shift. Him. Who's he with? <laughs> A little fella by the name of Cole. Cole yeah. Caulfield. Yeah. I wish I could go there. I think they're in the Bahamas, right? They are. Yeah. They're in oh, Nassau, man. Bahamas. Good for them. Enjoy your yeah. summer, fellas. Because, I mean, training camp is... is one month away, basically. So, oh, it'd be here before you know it. Exactly. Did Enjoy you see the way Newark just just accepted a pass <clears throat> and just and just? I think he got away from <laughs> Julian Gauthier. Yeah, and he then hit the he post to, on that one. Yeah, he went to the net. He faked forehand. He went backhand, and once he went backhand, he had the goalie beat, but he hit the post. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were chanting like "New Hook, New Hook." They they wanted him yeah. to score here tonight. Well, and that Nick from they, uh, from Habs Fan TV was there, and he was hyping up the crowd pretty good. But that, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of I kind of felt bad for the other players because every time he was on the ice or touched the puck, the crowd went wild. And obviously, when he scored, like he had two goals today, um, you know, people went went nuts. But uh, the the world the warm welcome he got, I think, will go a long way. Like you, we saw the picture right coming out the the locker room with a big smile on his face. He looked like he when he was enjoying himself today. Which is really nice to see. Well, you know what? If you um, if uh, you love hockey, you're going to enjoy playing in Montreal, obviously, because uh, you're going to get uh, a lot of it here. Where it's uh, once again, I mean, here we are, the first day of August. There's a three on three hockey game, yeah. and there's a buzz in the arena that's absolutely unbelievable. A buzz. I mean, you can't get that anywhere yeah. else in the National Hockey League. You wouldn't think anyway on August first. I mean, look at that. The, the, the place is packed. It was packed. Nuts. And it, August 1st, the people, like, you, you say this all the time, Tony, the people here are starved for hockey 12 months a year. There was Even a great in pass, August, by the way, by Alex, 
Alex yeah. Newell just made a great pass on and what we're watching. And uh, I think at one point uh, he scored a goal. Did you get the goal? Because these shifts, yeah. these were these were shifts that I got footage of. And I think you got footage of the goal, which actually was scored on your end. Was it not? It was. It was. It, it, he scored twice. Um, yeah, that started a bit early there. But uh, now, can we can we see that again? Because I didn't see that going. There we go. Nice shot. Quick shot. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. And then the second goal was more of so of a tic tac toe. Uh, nice play, I believe, by. Who was it? I, for, I forget. I think it was Baudin, actually. I, I don't remember, but um, I, I didn't get that goal on camera. I was talking to, to Zach Fucali, So, uh, but two nice goals from from Newhook, and I, I thought I thought he stood out. Like to me, he wasn't the best player in that game. I'd, I'd say that was uh, Metzger Joseph, without a doubt. He was everywhere. Uh, played really well. Samuel Poulain as well from Pittsburgh. I thought was really good in game two. But Alex Newhook. He he wasn't shy. He wasn't in the background. He he stood out. He made some nice plays. Scored twice. Let's go back. Let's go back to the uh, the rosters yeah. again. Can in the game that Newhook played. In the game that Newhook played. All right. Uh, there you have it. Uh, so you brought up Matthew Joseph. Yeah. Of the Ottawa Senators. All right. Yeah, he was nice. Last week when I went, when I came back, I said the best player that I saw was Matthew Joseph. I thought he was absolutely unbelievable. At one yep. point, for whatever reason, I had mistaken him with his brother, Pierre-Olivier Joseph, but uh, that, that was on me because Pierre-Olivier Joseph obviously is a defenseman and Matthew Joseph is a forward. But uh, Pierre-Olivier Joseph of the Pittsburgh Penguins and Matthew Joseph of the Ottawa Centers. Matthew Joseph last week was unbelievable. Tonight, he yep. was unbelievable. Julien Gauthier last week was unbelievable. And another player that was unbelievable, I thought, last week, and we saw a little bit of his talent, too, tonight, is Anthony Beauvillier. Of course, the yep. former New York Islander, who is now a Vancouver Canuck. He was part of uh, the Bo Horvat deal. But Beauvillier is a terrific three-on-three player. Mm -hmm. But Matthew Joseph is unbelievable, too. And you know what's cool about going to watch these games? Is that there's a lot of players, obviously, from the province of Quebec, where Montreal is home in the summer. And at some stages of their career, these players are probably going to be available. And it's always nice to add a local player or two to your team. And it gives you a little bit of idea what these players can bring to the table, what they're all about. Um, yep. You and I were marveling at Anthony Manta's size. Yeah, and, and then Manta, someone one up them after that. <laughs> yeah, and, and that was, and that was uh, Vincent Arnais. Who, by oh the way, God. I caught up. I caught up with uh, at the end of the night um, when I was on my way out. I actually saw him in uh, the parking lot, and uh, you know, we both looked at each other and said hello. And then I went over and uh, extended my hand to give him a handshake and uh, introduce myself. And it was pretty cool. He said, "I know who you are," uh, and uh, you know, he listens to uh, French sports radio on BPM Sport, and he watches. Uh, sports television on TV Aspar. So, you know, he knows who I am. I obviously know who he is. He plays with the Edmonton Oilers. I had a good talk with Zach Fucali about Vinny D'Arnais. As a matter of fact, mm -hmm. right before then, you were there. You were next. And yep. Zach Fucali was telling me that if you would have taken a look at Vinny D'Arnais four or five years ago and you take a look at him now, 
the progress that he's made is absolutely unbelievable. And for those who are wondering, Vinny DeArnais is the player who fought Arbor Jackeye when Jackeye got hurt. And you and I were looking at him, and I said to you, off the top of my head, off the top of my head, I can't think of a taller player in the National Hockey League right now than Vinny DeArnais. And I'm, I could be wrong. Yeah. I could be wrong because there's a couple of them that are pretty big. But Vinny DeArnais is six foot six. Mm -hmm. Is there another player in the National Hockey League who's six foot six right now? I mean, back in the day, there was John Scott who was bigger. And back in the day, there was uh, Zdeno Chara oh, who was bigger. Yeah. But um, is there a player? Who's taller than uh, uh, Tyler Myers? Jamie Alexiak is is pretty big too. Ja Jamie Alexiak, yes. I, I I don't know if he's still the heaviest in the league. At one point, I know he was. I don't know about the height though. I think he's about Tyler. Six, Tyler six, Myers four, is five. Tyler Myers is uh, is six eight. Ah, Tyler Myers is is six eight, and Jamie Alexiak, uh, whose sister obviously is Penny Alexiak, and she's one of the greatest. Canadian Olympians, probably even ever. Jamie Alexiak is 6'7". So off the oh. top of my head, Tyler Myers at 6'8 is the tallest. Alexiak at 6'7 is the second tallest. And uh, Vinny DeArnais at 6'6 is the third tallest. Off the top of my head, there could be somebody I'm forgetting at this point. And um, and uh, special thanks to uh, to someone who actually brought it up in the chat. And Tage Thompson is also listed at yeah. six foot six. It's a big boy. So that's uh, those are some big yeah. boys. I mean, Darnay had to duck to to get through the door frame. Like he had to. He's duck. huge. Yeah. I mean, he came out late uh, for the first game. Like all the guys came out together, and we saw Malatoa. We're like, oh wow, <laughs> you know, yeah, that is a big boy. And then a few seconds later, he comes out you know, hunched over and like towering over everybody. We just looked at each other. Oh my God. It's a large human, but yeah, he played no, no, well. He's... Like, like he, it's not, it's not slowing him down. He doesn't have weird movements. He knows how to skate. So it's, it's fine for him. And I mean, he's, I've, I've heard Connor McDavid compliment this guy. So I, I mean, that's just about as good as you can get right there. Like I told you, um, you know, he's a guy who just keeps on getting better and better all the time, gets better and better all the time. And it's it's a, it's a it's an amazing story. The story of Vinny DeArnais, uh, who, by the way, has been, um, you know, he's he's done several interviews over the past hockey season, radio and television. And I had a nice chat with him. I, I think it's something that he's thinking about in his after career. Uh, he'd like to stay in hockey. I'm sure he'd yeah. love to talk about it. And uh, I extended the invitation for him to join us on the Sick Podcast. So I don't know when that's going to be, uh, but I'd be willing to bet that it's going to be sometime in the next month here. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes um, in the next month, um, Vinny, um, Vinny Dernay uh, will join us, and uh, you know, very, very much look for looking forward to that. He's 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 a really yeah. good guy, really good guy. He is. He is. And and. I mean, it's funny that you say he's such a good guy because, like, he can be a bully on the ice. Like, you, you don't want to get stuck in a corner with this guy. And you definitely don't want to drop the gloves. Like, Arbor handled his own. He did dislocate his shoulder. But 
I mean, who would want to who who would look at this man and say, "Oh yeah, I want to fight him." You know, maybe Georges Larac, yeah, apparently he wants to fight everybody, but aside from that, like anybody with their their screws on right would stray very far away from this man on skates. So, uh he he's a he's a specimen, but yeah, really nice guy, great player. Would be great to have him on the pod if you're watching Vincent. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely we're going to have come him on, on the on, pod man. and um um we're gonna we're gonna get some um, some footage of we're gonna put some videos by the way of Alex Newhook some of those videos that we showed Anello and Sammy and Juliana and Master Control let's get them up on our Twitter handle at yeah. the the Sick Podcast and let's put them out there for Montreal Canadiens fans to be able to watch over and over and over and over again. All right, okay. Uh, others, uh, who, who else caught your attention? Nicolas Obé-Cubel in the first game, number 13. But he, he scored a like a two goals in a minute. Goal. It was amazing, eh? Yeah. It was a, a, amazing. So uh, at first I thought it was Samuel Blais because we couldn't really see with, with the visor on. We're like, who, who is who is number 13? And then I saw Samuel Blais was wearing number five. So I'm like, okay, who is this guy? Check the lineup. Nicolas Obé-Cubel was a standout in game one. No doubt about that. Um, Alex... The oh, sorry, I forget the name of the goalie in the first game in the red team made a sweet save. I you talking had that about on the, video. Dubot? Are you talking about Dubo? Yeah, I think I think that was his name. Beautiful I save. Think there was, actually, I think there was uh, Dubo and La Pena, right? It. Those were the two goals. Alex Dubo and very very nice save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that really caught my eye. And and I got to be honest, Jonathan Drouin, I think he scored like two or three goals. He was active. Um, you know, I don't know. The 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 uh, Colorado pants look pretty good on him. I'm man. I'm I as a hockey fan, I'm excited to see him play with McKinnon. Hopefully, he does. If if Jared Bednar gets the memo, like you got to put him on the line with with McKinnon, especially since Landeskog's out the whole season. So if those two reconnect with like Rantanen on the right wing, that man, that could really restart his career. Like, don't be surprised if he puts up a career year. Given the right opportunities, well, I look at, at the same time. I mean, you saw him tonight in a three-on-three format. If Jonathan Drouin is not going to excel in a three-on-three format, then he never will. Because I mean, uh, there's not much uh, defense that is played in a in a format like that, and you know, it's right up. Listen, his alley. You can't put too much stock into what we saw today, but um, I, I think that the environment he's going into and the chemistry that's already there with with his potential center bodes well for him i i really think that's the best spot for him and uh, i don't know he seems he seems well uh, you said he didn't look too well but i i, I don't know i thought he i thought he looked fine no no he uh I, I think he had a little bit of the beer going which he normally does uh <laughs> and uh yeah no he was uh he he looks he looks a little bit different uh he maybe he's just getting older. Oh my god, Drawing scores 40 and gets 90 points. Haps fans will be miffed. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think he's oh, gonna boy. score. You know what? You know what it is though? He doesn't shoot enough to be able to score a lot of goals. That's like it. he's a he very, goes, he goes very he's a very he's a very unselfish player, very generous. Like we were watching uh yeah. Nick Suzuki one week ago. Suzuki kept on passing the passing the puck, passing the puck, passing the puck, passing the puck all the time, all the time. Yeah. You know, and and uh, Drouin likes to pass the puck a lot, obviously. Um, 66 spinning. Are you buying the new Drouin jersey next year? Asks Cuckoo K69. Cuckoo K69. You're watching right now 
Drawing will be good in Colorado, says Leon Renault. Leon Renault. All right, okay. Uh, Do we have, uh, by the way, you talked about uh, Nick Suzuki, who wasn't there, and you mentioned that he is on vacation with teammate and linemate Cole Caulfield, who put up a picture on Instagram. Here you go. Look at the hats. Matching hats. They played golf recently, and they had matching outfits. How cute is that? That's, that's uh, a you know what? Right there. That that could very well be a matching shirt too. Oh, I mind you, I want to mind you, shorts, Su- mind you, mind you. Suzuki's looks a little bit darker, yeah. based on the picture. And uh, Suzuki's wearing the sunglasses. Cole Caulfield is not. Cole Caulfield's not wearing the sunglasses, huh? Nassau Doesn't Bahamas. Mean... Where do you think they went? Hopefully that hotel there. I forget the name. I think it's like Atlantis or some something like that. So, so yeah, they probably went. So they either went to um, the Atlantis, or they went to um, what's it called, the Bahamar. Haven't been there. Bahamar, or Grand Hyatt Bahamar, uh, or the Atlantis. Yeah. It's 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 one of those. But it's one of those. Point is, like, it's fun to see them. First of all, go on a trip together, but also just going on a trip, right? They've, Nick stayed in Montreal the entire summer so far, and he's yeah. going to come back here. Cole has yeah. been a little over the place training with you know Jack Hughes and and Trevor Zegers and whatnot doing his thing, but that chemistry between those two is is unparalleled. I, I don't remember last time we saw like. Are, the fact that, that it's the two best players too that they're, they're just inseparable. Like, like this it's amazing they, 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 you know what they they kind of remind me of the Sadin twins even though they're not related <laughs> they're like yeah. it's it's almost like when Nick was born and Cole was born they were born to play in the National Hockey League they were both born to play on the same team yep. they were both born to play on the same line and they were born to go on vacation together in the offseason. They are absolutely inseparable. They're great friends. They're great friends. And I think it's important when you're that close as friends, you spend a lot of time together, you end up actually talking about hockey. You end up visualizing the game. You end up trying to break down the opponent. And all of us, you you end up sharing, you know, some of your um some of the things you want to do in terms of on the ice and where you go and this and that. And all of a sudden. Uh, you end up having unbelievable chemistry together, and I, I think it's I think it's really important for them to have the relationship they have. They have it. The Canadians are lucky, and we know that Cole Caulfield. Uh, it looks like will be a Montreal Canadian for the next eight years at least, and Nick Suzuki will be a Montreal Canadian for the next seven years at least because that's how much time both of them have remaining on their contracts. Yeah. Uh, Pakenuka says, uh, Tony, you live the way I dream. I doubt it. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna tell you that um, I don't have any complaints. I don't have any complaints. <laughs> I I'm I'm doing what I love. I get the chance to talk sports on radio, television, and podcasts. I do it in two languages. I got myself a Vespa. I got a spa, and when I'm not working, and when I'm not talking sports. I'm either driving around on my Vespa in the morning slash afternoon or going in and relaxing in my spa at night. So it's good. 
I'm happy. Very, very happy. Aiden Daly says, Tony, I'm your biggest fan. Aiden, I know you are. I know you are. Aiden Daly. Remember know, his Aiden. name. I think you're number you know two. What? I think you're number two. I've met him before, and this guy is so smart. The guys on the Shark Tank, they call him and they ask him for business tips. <laughs> this 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 guy, this guy is he's a genius. He's a genius. Aiden Daly and Chris Sedra, two of the smartest guys I've ever met in my life. Jeez. I'd have to add Sammy Cavallaro to that, by the way. Valid. Yep. Valid. Johnny Junta oh. fan page says, I saw the Vesperonis in Little Italy. Johnny, yeah, why don't you stop by and say hello? Darcy Berger, I want one of those beers. Join the club. You can pick them up at IGA, by the way. They sell them at IGA. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Tony, did, did you see um, Lane Hudson's goal at the... Uh, what was it called? The uh, it's the uh, junior, World summer, junior showcase. summer showcase. That's it. That's yes, it. I saw it um, yesterday versus Sweden. It was a goal that put USA oh. up by a score of six to nothing. He got the puck behind the net, he had all kinds of time and space and poise. And he basically stick handled a couple players in the phone booth and then got to the front of the net and was able to jam it home. He made it look like he was playing against nobody, but he was God. playing against Sweden. I mean, it's it's not even fair. Like, this guy's a defenseman, he's doing all that. You kidding me? Uh, he's got a special I, I, talent. He's got a special talent. He's got a gift. I've, shit, I've watched that goal at least twenty times. I'm gonna watch it some more before going to bed. It, it just it calms me. It makes me happy to think that this yeah. guy belongs to us. We're gonna have him in a few years. Ah, oh, God. I love yeah, him. I love. Him. Yeah, when but I'm in one of those way, moods like you are, I watch uh, Lionel yeah. Messi or Ronaldinho videos. <laughs> those are goals Good that job. I like to watch as well. Good call. Good call. But I, yeah, I was just wondering about the. World Junior Summer Showcase. Why is it happening at the same time as the Linka Gretzky Cup? Because, like, on Team USA, Cole Iserman plays for, for, for yeah. I think Team USA, yeah. Blue or White, whatever it is. But he's not playing in the, yeah. in the Linka Gretzky Cup, which would have been great because all the other solid U.S. players are playing in there. So why are they having it at the same time? I, I'm a bit confused by that one. Yeah, listen, I, I don't think it's the ideal thing to do. Sometimes there's two sporting events that take place at the same time, and uh, there's not much you can do. Take a look at the Olympics, by the way, okay? Mm. the um, uh, Pardon me, not the Olympics, but the World Cup of Soccer, the Women's World Cup of Soccer, which is taking place in Australia. And as you know, of course, yesterday Canada was was officially eliminated following their 4 nothing defeat to the hands of the host team, Australia, mm. right? The women were playing, and at the same time, over the past couple of weeks, Lionel Messi has been doing his thing for Inter-Miami in the MLS. And, um, you know, like all eyes have been on Messi and all eyes have been on Inter-Miami. Once again, I mean, there's going to be the same sport that's going to go on, different competitions at the same time. It's going to happen. And uh, you look for great moments from both of them. Um, Fair enough. Tony, a quick word on the women's soccer team. Well, I just did so. I mean, I'm not doing a, women, a, a soccer podcast or a women's soccer podcast right now. If I was, uh, obviously, I'm gonna I'm gonna state. Look, I'm gonna state the obvious. Um, we all were hoping for more. It was an early exit. Um, it was disappointing. There were disappointing performances, um, but it could be the wake up call that the nation needs. So that could be the good that can come out of this. 
Tony, who do you think is the first coach to be fired this season? Ooh. That's a that's a good question. The first Ooh. coach to be fired this season. I got one. I got it. Go Mike it. Babcock. See ya. No chance. I don't believe you, in him. I don't believe are, in him, Tony. You 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 are so wrong. The, like you the are fit so, you, is not there. This is a young this, team that doesn't need a guy like Babcock behind the net, behind the bench. Sorry. Yeah. This is I don't uh, believe I, it. I, yeah, I, I think that this is uh you know. Out of all the names that you could have given me, this is the one that there's absolutely no chance. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, he's back in the league after being out of the league for a very, very long time. Uh, he was still collecting money on his contract. And the second that contract was up, boom, he goes out and he gets hired. And you think that after all of this that he's going to get fired right away? No, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Um, yeah. Let me see. Let me they see. probably me won't see. fire him, but they should. But realistically, mm. I think uh, DJ Smith in Ottawa. His, DJ his Smith leash in is, Ottawa is too long. He should. I, I think he should have been fired this this summer. If they believe in him, by all means, try it out. They have a solid team this this coming season. But the leash needs to be really short because you can't be wasting that kind of team. Like, sure, Ottawa started off slow in the beginning and then ramped it up at the end. wasn't enough. The Atlantic Division is stacked, right? But this year, I feel like they should compete for a playoff spot. If they're not, he's gone. There's no, there's no way around that. Let me go with um, Rick Bonus. Winnipeg. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, can see that. Because I can see at that. the end of, of course, at the end of the season, uh, a lot of his players in the playoffs uh, were underwhelming, disappointing performances. Yep. And uh, some trades were made. Some players were not brought back. There was some movement. And so it's kind of like they pinned it on the players, and he's back. And if you recall, he really leashed out on his players at the yeah. end. So you know what? The players paid the price this time. And I think next time, if the job doesn't get done in Winnipeg, I think it's going to be bonus. So you say Babcock. I say bonus. You know what? Yeah, I, I, um, well, you can't say and DJ Smith. Like, you know what? It's Mozitumo. Which one is it? Is it Babcock or DJ Smith? uh, Okay, the odds are in favor of DJ Smith, but I I really don't think the fit is there for Babcock. And and the fit is, and the fit is not there. And the fit is not there. Okay. Um, I don't see it. Joel Kravitz says that John Tortorella will bite the bullet. Okay. Maybe, but again, like Philly doesn't have any expectations this year, right? They're they're supposed to be a bottom five team, so yeah. I don't know that you can justify firing um, Babcock. Uh, sorry, not Babcock. Well, maybe Babcock too, but Tortorella. Uh, I, I do like the fit of Tortorella and Philly, though. I think that's a good fit, but maybe he's a he's a fit for the fan base and for the market, which yeah. is a very tough fan base. And a very Jeez. tough market. Big time. You're tripping if you think Babs will be fired. There's just no way to six and a third. Who I agree with, by the way. I don't know. Johnny Junta says, I wrote bonus in the chat. Johnny, I agree with you. 66 spinning says John Cooper. No, I don't think it's going to happen. Ooh. Gabriel says it's between DJ Smith or Sheldon Keefe. A lot of pressure on Sheldon Keefe, of course. Think about it. Okay. A new general manager comes into town in Toronto. 
And Sheldon Keefe is not his guy. He's a guy of the mm. previous general manager. That's not a bad pick. It's not a bad pick. Yeah. But I, get, I think Toronto, I, I I think think, Toronto's going to do well, though. Yeah, I think they're going to – like, they're a regular season team, as, as we're used to. If, again, they don't go past the first or the second round, he's done. There's there's no there's no way around that, but I don't think he'll be fired during the season, because like the Atlantic Division is really strong, but out of all the teams that were like a contender last year in the Atlantic, I think Toronto got the better most. If that if if that's English, I don't know, but I, I think they're going to do well in the regular season. Don't Playoffs. worry, but I never spoke very good English, and I made a career out of it. There we go. Nineteen and a half years at the same radio station. Yeah, <coughs> I don't see him being fired yeah. during the season. At the end, probable, very probable. And I don't speak very good French either, and I'm making a career of it too. But it's it's not about being perfect. It's just <laughs> about putting in the time, putting in the effort, and trying to be a little bit better at you know that and everything you do every day. Shout out to Murphy Clinic, an aesthetic clinic specializing in medical aesthetic care. They offer permanent laser hair removal as well as a wide range of treatments for skin problems such as acne, rosacea, fine lines, and more. They currently have two clinics. One located in Montreal, Shop Angus, and the second on the North Shore in Tarbonne. They're also opening soon in Quebec City. Visit murphyclinic.ca or on Instagram at murphyclinic. See, that's the way it's done, Shane. That's the way it's done. I don't understand any Yeah, you don't understand anything. Hey, Mositumo. Roses are red, <laughs> violets are blue. I go to bed. Hey, Mositumo. All right, okay. Uh, why don't we bring up the uh, the list of the players one more time, and we're going to say a name, and yeah. the second we say the name, we're going to play a game here, right? Uh, the second we say a name, um, you're going to say the first word that comes to mind. You're going to get me in trouble. For- for that player. Oh boy, okay. Okay. Hit me. Um I'll give you a couple, I'll take a couple. For you. Samuel Bulgic. Fine. Need to get fine. It, he didn't stand out. He wasn't terrible. Just there. I'm gonna go with David Perron. I'm gonna go with Rister. He's got a he's got a great wrist shot. You, Rafael Lavoie. Tall. My goodness. By the way, by the way, David Perron has written twice on this sheet. You see that? They wrote it twice. Oh yeah. I just noticed that. Yeah. That's how good he is. He's there twice. Well, side note. It's funny yeah. that the two Red Wings guys, uh, Perron and Sprong. Both had tinted visors, and Sprong had a pink visor today. I noted that, and wow. that's weird. I've never seen that before. Um, pink visor. I don't know how you can – maybe he watched the Barbie movie and he was yeah. feeling it. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I yeah, don't know Rafael Lavoie, still... tall. That's a tall boy. I don't know if he still is, but once upon a time, do you know who Daniel Sprong's father-in-law or future father-in-law was? Or is? <clears throat> Enlighten me. Kirk Muller. Really? Yeah. Legend. Friend of that the was, show. Listen, that was going back up until a couple of years. I, I don't know if it's still the case. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah. What did you... Um... Daniel so Sprong, by the way, I thought yeah. was fantastic today. I don't know why he was here. Is, is, he, is he from Quebec? Like, I don't... Yeah, he spends, he, he spends his summers here. Yeah, well, happy to have him because he was great. 
few really nice goals and, and the pink visor stood out. Uh, I thought that that's a really good acquisition by Detroit, by the way. He was fantastic with, with Seattle. Uh, underrated player. Really good goal scorer. So um, stay on the lookout for Daniel Sprong this year. I he think scored he's, 21 he's goals nice. in 66 games with Seattle. 21 goals in 66 games. I mean, that's very good. like on on the third line, too. Like, he got no minutes. His goals per 60 was insane. So, uh, yeah, watch out for him. Says uh, the 66 spinning David Perron built a full-size hockey rink in his basement on Lac Manfred Magog. He also, um, he also, and here's something for you, uh, his first purchase that he made when he started collecting NHL money, do you know what it was? His first pretty big purchase, you know what it was? He bought his own skate, sh- skate sharpener. He's very meticulous of the way his skates are sharpened. Wow. And he likes to do them himself. He does them on a particular angle, and he likes to do them often. So he bought himself his own skate sharpening machine. It works. It works. Yeah. I mean, he, he was he was flying out there today. And he's, he's up there in age, too. So he was keeping up with the young guys. I loved what I saw. We, um, we are going to be back tomorrow. Um, Today I um I uh, I got a lot of uh, messages um, from a lot of people and I wasn't able to get back to uh, to a lot of those messages and so uh, I'll be able to get back to you later on this week, everyone, and uh, and uh, more later on this week. Anyway, we'll we'll talk soon. We'll be back tomorrow night, same time, same place. It's at uh, 10 p.m. The Sick Podcast, and uh, we'll see tomorrow as soon as something breaks. At that point. Uh, we know what we're going to talk about. We know what we're going to talk about. Uh, we'll talk to you then. Uh, thanks for watching. If you liked it, like it, share it with your friends, uh, and tell your friends to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And leave us a five-star review if you're listening on Google, Apple, or Spotify. For Shane Gaumont and Agnello, Sammy, and Juliana at Master Control, they're Cavallaro. Thanks for watching. I'm Marinaro. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. LaVita.tv. Embrace your true nature. And Playground, your premier gaming destination.